Hello, podcasters. It's Julie Story here, your host of the Julie Story Show. This is the place. Are we doing Julie Story Show right now? I don't know. This is the place where I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it raw. I'm going to talk to you about the journey. I'm going to give you wisdom, practical tips on how to run a brand that's successful while telling you stories about my life. So every episode is a little bit different, but this one is all about intention. So I'm sharing with you some behind the scenes of what happened this weekend, some practical things that I'm doing to get my goals accomplished, girl, yes, but also talking about the power of intention. So some of the most successful brands in the world are using this to help them understand the choices that they're making in their brand. So I'm going to be talking about a few different brands I love, brands like Oprah, Starbucks, Target, giving you some behind the scenes of what I've learned about how they use the power of intention to grow their brand. But before we get started, please take a listen to a message from my sponsors. Hello, how are you? I wish I could hear your response. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad to be here. I just love this podcast so much. I love doing this podcast. I love just hanging out, chit-chatting about life and what's going on. I'm at my kitchen table again. I've got my coffee in front of me. I've got my water with lemon drops in it. This is a new thing for me. What's not new is the huge binder that's sitting in front of me right now with a ton of like lists, to-do lists, dream sheets, goal sheets. And I actually made these on my own. I've talked a lot about this on my um, Instagram. I made these dream sheets and these goal sheets, and these are actually going to be included in the course that I'm creating. And one of the modules is like how to actually like dream and goal, goal plan and all those kinds of things. But I have this in front of me and let me just say that like this stuff, get this stuff, you're like what stuff, getting your dreams and goals and having them in front of you and having like to-do lists and checklists, like it helps get stuff done. Like I know that there are people out there that are not like list makers, they don't like lists, but goodness, it is so helpful just to like see, oh, this is what I'm doing today. This is, this is my goal. This is what I'm working on. I like to do like a top three, a big three, a list of three things that I want to get done on any given day. Um, I really like to have a list of 20 things I would like to get done in every every day, but that doesn't work. Like, have you done that before where you're like, I'm definitely getting done the next six months worth of work in one day? And then halfway through the day, you're like, I literally have gotten nothing done. Like, I've totally had those days. So I've learned that that doesn't work because it really frustrates me. Like, I don't like having to-do lists and not being able to, like, accomplish what I would like to do. Like, it frustrates me so much. So just learn, like, that doesn't work for me. So this last week... It was a good, like, chill week. We had a chill weekend. I'm trying to think, what did we even do this last weekend? Like, probably nothing exciting if I can't even think about, oh, like, we cleaned. That was, that was exciting. We cleaned our house. Which, by the way, um, parents. I, I wanted, like, just as I'm living life and as I'm finding these things that work and don't work, I just want to give you, like, everything that I know so that you can take it if it might work for you. A couple things. First of all, one thing that we realized very early on this year was we had like chores that the kids would be doing because I've decided that I would like to raise children that leave this house when they're 18, knowing how to cook, clean, do laundry, both my daughter and my son, and they both leave with the expectation that their spouse is not going to be the taker care of them. Like this is the kind of kids that I want to send out into the world they're going to be responsible. They're going to know how to like 
not run a household right now, but like eventually like they're going to know how to like deal with their stuff because there are some, there's some people that are being raised and that were raised to believe that there were particular like roles for like, okay, women do this, men do this. And I just, um, yeah, I don't want my son thinking that when he marries a wife, it's for her to do all the housework. So anyway, so we were having the kids do their chores every single day, which by the time that your kids are in like hardcore school, like, and when I say hardcore, really just anything that's hard for them. Like just, it could be coloring inside the lines, but hardcore school is when they need you to like sit with them to do their homework. And I, what I was finding earlier in the year was that I was sitting with them for like an hour and a half or two hours. And by the end of it, we'd eat dinner and then they were doing chores for like an hour and a half and it just didn't work. I, I just told Andre, I'm like, this isn't working because there's not enough like downtime. So we quickly changed that, rearranged some things. But in the process, I found this really cool app and I haven't used it in a while because they, we, they're not doing their chores like every single day now. Now they're doing it on the weekends. But if you're looking for an app, this is not sponsored, okay? It's called Our Home. And essentially you set up um, a routine for each child or you could even do it with adults, okay? Like Andre and I looked at doing it for each other. But you set up like if they if you want them to study or do their chores and they check it off, they get points and then you can like set up a reward system. So I would recommend doing this for yourself. Like whatever your reward is, like pizza on Fridays, if you like, I don't know, clean your car this week or whatever. Which speaking of, I was cleaning out my car this weekend. I, this past weekend was one of the most productive weekends in the history of the year. Like it was so um, amazing. I think part of the reason why is because I kept like doing my habits. I've been talking to you guys about like doing habits and I would get up every morning really early. So I get up every day at 6.30. Actually today I got up at 5.40, but every day at 6.30 and I walk the dog for like a mile and like I'm just listening and like getting my mindset right. So I did that over the weekend, even though the kids were like here and around, like they were just, you know, hanging out, which, you know, um, you know, that line in the Christmas Carol was like, um, nothing was stirring, not even a mouse. I like to get up during that time period of the day. But the weird thing about getting up early is it doesn't matter as a parent how early you wake up, your children will always wake up about five minutes after you. I mean, you could wake up at 3.30 in the morning and you're like, I'm going to get stuff done. And around 3.35, all of a sudden, they're all awake for like no reason. Like you've been the quietest ever, like nothing was stirring, not even a mouse. And suddenly they're just awake. So I was trying to wake up early on the weekend just to like, you know, have some time in the morning. I like it when it's quiet. And without fail, they both immediately awake. Like it's just so crazy to me because especially so crazy because during the week when it's school, I mean, these children, you would think they've never slept. Like they will not awaken, especially my daughter. My son actually is pretty good about it. But my daughter is like, she doesn't want to wake up and all this stuff. And it's around seven. So it was shocking to me at 635 when they're both awake on the weekend. So 
this weekend, um, I was like, my whole house got cleaned, my car got cleaned, and it was it was really great because I have been so excited about just practical things that I've been doing, like in my brand and in my business. So I have these goals, and a couple of my goals are to um, listen or read multiple like financial books and just like ongoing education in multiple areas. So I have education in, like branding that's ongoing, and then finances that's ongoing and all those things obviously work together. So I put on this audiobook in my car while I'm cleaning it. So I'm getting two things done at once, which is like the most productive dopamine rush ever. Like when you have two things on your to-do list that are getting done, which I use these, I use this to-do list to write out in the early mornings on Saturday. I made, um, a list, a worksheet list, because I absolutely love lists. Like, doesn't it feel so good when you write something down and check it off? So I made this list, which, by the way, you can get these all for free in the Lost Girl Society. Just search Lost Girl Society on Facebook, and you can have all the, the lists and everything I'm talking about right now. You can get them all for free in there. I posted them a couple of days ago. These are updated ones from the other ones I did before. But this list, it just starts off with, like, a, a couple spaces that I can write out, like, what the intention is behind the list which have I talked to you about intention before? I feel like I use this word all the time and I have to go on a tangent real quick. So I first heard about this word intention from Mama Oprah. And I call her Mama Oprah because, you know, my grandmother, like growing up, she was painting in her garage. She would have Oprah on every day. And my mom would watch Oprah on every day. So like Oprah was a part of my childhood. She like, she was one of the three women in my life, my grandmother, my mother, and Oprah. So in studying brands, I talk about Oprah all the time because she's um, an absolute boss babe billionaire. Like, I, there's, and I, there's some people, and I think I've said this before, there's some people that just don't like Oprah. And I'm like, what, why? Like, she came from nothing. Like, her story is, it's incredible in, in the best ways and in the worst ways. And like, she came from, I believe her mother was 14 years old and um, she was raised by her grandmother and she tells this beautiful story about how her grandmother was folding laundry, like doing laundry one day sitting outside and her grandmother says to her, you know, um, Oprah, when you're older, make sure you find yourself a good white family to work for and I think Oprah was like seven and Oprah made this intention inside of herself, like a decision and in her vow when she was younger um, about how she wasn't going to do that. Like she just said, nope, I'm not, that's not what I'm going to become. And so if you listen to her story and the way she talks about her story, she talks about this word intention because, um, you know, a lot of times when we're making decisions around our life, our businesses, we don't really have a very clear intention about what it is that we're doing and why it is that we're doing it. And she read this book, I think it's called Seed of the Soul, which I've, I haven't read it. I think Andre's heard of it before. I don't know a lot about it, but that book in particular changed her life, but she talked about um, intention. And so she had this moment in her career where first of all, she was told that she was never going to be good enough to be on TV. And so she was actually fired and she went, you know, went on to host her own talk show. But in the middle of her talk show becoming what it became, um, these individuals started using kind of her platform um, in a way that she didn't like. So she was like hosting a show and she had this moment happen where 
she realized that they had um they had an intention that she wasn't in agreement with so she kind of marched upstairs to her executive producer and said never bring me another idea for a show without a very clear intention and it was kind of like a defining moment for her so i've learned that this this particular word can be really an incredible thing for building like building a brand because you can get clarity on the purpose, the intention behind the activity that you're doing. And it's just, it's really common for just like people in general, not only like business owners, but even as a mom, like, okay, so I have this list of things that I wanna get done, but what's my real, like what's my real intention behind this list? Like what is the purpose of you know these things uh getting done one of my purposes was because i was hosting um a party on sunday here at my house so that was part of the intention was like i want to make sure and honor the people that are coming into my home by not having it be crazy okay and also i just have learned that like everybody feels better in the environment when it's tidied like everybody just feels more at ease and more at rest so um, you know, we just, we just take a lot of time to make sure that that is the case. And by a lot of time, I mean an hour and a half on Saturday, which was definitely met with some resistance by the gnomes. Um, but they eventually, uh, actually, you know, one of them eventually was like, you know, needed, needed some additional leadership, which had this moment happen over the weekend, which I, I was really trying to inspire my son to action and I realized the way that I was doing it wasn't working and so like as I was like trying to lead him it wasn't working and I had this way that like I've always tried to lead him in this particular way and what I was trying to lead him towards was vision. So when whenever we're trying to accomplish something the more focused we can be on that one thing the more that the more successful we're going to be with it and i've noticed with both kids but my son and also me sometimes like let's be honest like me sometimes in just like various activities i have to remind myself to to stay focused on one thing or the other and like having your to-do list in front of you really really helps because you're looking at exactly what you're what you need to be doing but with him later on that day i actually like said in front of the whole family i said hey buddy you know, the way that I was trying to lead you, you know, I'm sorry. Like I, what, how I, what actually, I don't know if I apologize. Cause I didn't, I didn't actually like, I think I just said the way that I was leading you, this is what I want to do instead. That's what I did. I told him what my intention was moving forward in that particular area for him. And I thought like, I've never, I've never led them in that way before where I noticed where I could make an adjustment and then I just communicate to them what I will be doing going forward. I actually learned this from Andre and it's been so helpful. Instead of telling people what you don't, what you're not gonna be doing, like tell them what you will be doing. And what was so great was that he's his response, like my son's response to me was so awesome. He was like, okay, mom. Like he just was like totally, like I guess didn't even like realize like, oh, the way that mom was trying to lead me didn't work for me but that's cool like we're doing different so so yeah i would call that definitely a productive weekend but you know this idea of intention um we can actually set intentions inside of us when we're younger we can set like good ones or bad ones and i've heard it called 
inner vows where you actually like make a decision that this is what you are going to do. And what's really interesting about inner vows is that we can make them at any time in our life and they will impact the choices that we make. Like they will absolutely impact our life and our future and different decisions that we make. I remember, um, like this was before I even met Andre or anything like that. Like I had made this kind of inner vow about various things that I wanted in a man. Like I just was like, these are, this is a non-negotiable, like this is stuff that he absolutely has to have. And I, there were just very specific areas that I was like, that I, you know, intended in myself. I was like, I will not be moved. Like these are, these are core things that I will not, it doesn't matter how handsome he is. It doesn't matter how much money he has. These are things that are not going to be moved inside of me. And those inner vows actually helped me um, marry somebody that was a really great fit. So I'm really glad that I made those inner vows, but we can actually have like negative inner vows when we're little and also positive ones. I remember in talking about brands and intentions and inner vows, um, Howard Schultz was another key leader and Howard Schultz was the CEO of Starbucks. And I think he's actually running for president as well now. I I think I heard that correctly. I'm not sure, but he uh, had this moment happen when he was younger where his dad was a diaper delivery salesman and his dad slipped and like broke his hip. And so as a child, Howard watched um, his father really struggle um, and their family really struggle during that time because they didn't have insurance and they didn't have a way to pay the bills. And so Howard made this inner vow. I think he was under 10 years old. He he made an inner vow that said, if I am ever in a position where I can help other people, I will do it. So that inner vow played a huge part in the way that Starbucks began in in terms of the brand. I read this book called The Starbucks Experience. If you if you're looking for like a good just like hey, here's a behind the scenes of a company, company that we all know and love. Here's kind of behind the scenes. Let's look at some of the practical things that they do in order to run a successful brand. Starbucks Experience is a great one. I highly recommend that. Another great one is there's one about Disney. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll I'll post it on here. Maybe I'll post it on here. Like this is Instagram. I'll talk about it maybe in another episode. So Howard made this inner vow. And in the Starbucks experience, there's all these like moments that Starbucks has like made changes, particularly around people. Like, and Howard always said like Starbucks is not a company serving like a company that is making coffee um, we're a company that is like serving people. So they, they're they very like people driven. That's why they, you know, have um, really high standards about the farmers and things that they buy from. They want to make sure that the farmers are taken care of, which is amazing. And they also um, treat their employees really well. They give them, you know, scholarships and those kinds of things. But one of the cool things that I learned about Starbucks, because their intention was to serve people was that they actually made a decision to write people's names on the cups to make their customers feel more welcome. Because I don't know if you heard this, but your favorite word in the entire world is your name. So whenever you say somebody's name, it actually makes them feel um, like more comfortable and connected to you. And it's funny, ever since I learned that, 
I pick up on it now. Somebody that does this amazingly in um, in a brand is actually, oh goodness, what is his name? The uh, CEO of Target. Gosh, his name is escaping me right now. You want to watch somebody brilliantly PR like a company, anything that like just type in like Starbucks CEO. Gosh, I cannot believe I'm forgetting his name right now. Starbucks CEO and I have listened, I don't know, probably 20 interviews where he's talking about the target guests and all these things. And just listening to the eloquence of the way that he speaks and the way that he talks about the target guest and the way he talks about target, like you just want to like go over to his house. Like he just sounds so um, not cheesy or like sleazy. He's just very... Um, polished and he's really confident and it's like it's so it's so amazing to listen to a, a like somebody representing a brand like that because you're associating that brand with that level of confidence amazing um but T- target's another one of those companies that has very very clearly defined intentions and it makes a difference in the client experience so in those when we start to study the most successful brands and we start looking at kind of behind the scenes and we we can even ask ourselves what is um you know starbucks intention behind uh you know having community boards inside of their um, stores that's a branding decision that is not lackadaisical and what's interesting about studying larger companies that have reached a certain level of success and then working with smaller entrepreneurs is that there's very key habits and very key consistencies that really successful brands do that smaller entrepreneurs don't because they're not even aware of it. So it's not that they don't want to do it. It's just that they're not aware of it because they're a one-man show and it's a solo entrepreneur. And these companies have entire teams of people that are looking at the psychology of coloring of the floor. And like I met... My guy at T-Mobile, I call him my guy because I went in a couple times and worked with him specifically for my phone and I was having issues. And turns out, if your iPhone's ever having issues, number one thing that you need to do before you take it in and look like an absolute idiot is, um, I don't know, like try updating the software. Like just try updating the software because it's the first thing every single time I go in there, I'm like, listen, my phone is being crazy. It's like shutting off. It's like calling random people. Like it's not doing my taxes anymore. Like what's wrong with my phone? And every single time they open up the settings and they're like, oh, you're 16 updates behind because you've been ignoring this for 12 years. Like, no. So update your phone. But that guy who worked with me, I asked him like about his life because I was standing there for forever. And you know, like when you're working with somebody like in a, in a store or whatever, and you're standing there and it's so awkwardly silent. So of course, like I just want to be kind anyway, but it was also awkwardly silent. So it's just like asking him about like, hey, you know, what's up? You know, just general conversation. And he tells me that he's actually in school to be like a brand, um, customer or a brand public relations psychologist and of course my branding spidey senses like went off though I was like oh my goodness what is that like please what I've never heard of this what is this and he said well a company can hire a psychologist 
an actual specialist psychologist to come in and evaluate their choices to get them better results in very specific areas. So he gave me this example and he said, let's say that there's a company that has a really high turnover rate for employees and they don't know why, they don't know what's going on. So they would call a brand public relations psychologist to come into their brand and evaluate their their systems, their all everything. So he said, you know, a brand a customer relations psychologist would like look at, okay, you have a high turnover rate of customers. Let's look at your break room. Maybe there's not enough room for people to sit down. There's no chairs in your break room. Like let's look at, you know, various other things that they have in place for their employees. Because if the employees are leaving, this psychologist would kind of give the company an understanding why, why they're leaving. And I was like, this is amazing. This sounds, this sounds like exactly what I do for brands but more so with the client interaction so i remember i had this one client ask me she said hey i'm getting these leads and they're um they're inquiring but i'm i'm having trouble booking them and so i said let me see what your pricing looks like and the way she had set up her pricing was the way i'd set up my pricing a really long time ago where the biggest package like the most popular package that that was the general buy was the biggest one listed and so I remember Zach and Jody Gray they looked at my packages and they're like your biggest package is the biggest one when people look at this and they see the one that they really need is the largest one it's kind of like a shell shock for them so you're gonna have a harder time booking so what they said to do and I did it and it totally helped was they said create another package that adds as more value but it's more expensive so that your your mid-range package is like your mid-range one is the most popular one so just changing this the the way the pricing looked when it was sent over made a huge difference like I can tell you it made so much difference and that new package that I created that would never existed I booked that multiple times a year so I was like wow I would not have even created that larger package that had more things of what my clients need and had they not said that so it was really great because I was able to serve my clients more and also have an additional package but the other thing that happened um, I had another client who she was saying I get inquiries I book the job but I'm having a really hard time getting my wedding clients, because she's a wedding photographer, to fill out the questionnaire that I need them to fill out. And so I said, okay, we'll send it over to me. Like, let me see what you have. And the form that she had didn't give them a way to fill it out online. So they were going to have to, you know, print out however many pages it was, and then have it in front of them and then fill it out and then in the back of their mind they're thinking how am i going to get this to the so it wasn't convenient it wasn't a convenient way to fill out this information and then once it was filled out then it would take even more time for the photographer to like get that data into her system costing her time energy and effort and also affecting her client experience and it's funny because all of these little details of actually running a successful brand, they make a huge difference 
but it's really easy to just like rush past those because there's so many other things going on. But even just the way that our, our pricing is displayed and the forms that we need our clients to fill out, making it convenient, easy, like makes all the difference in the world. So learning from these larger businesses, like if you are running a brand and you haven't taken any time, just kind of learn about the history of some of the other brands that you love. Take any brand that you love. It could be your iPhone, anything. And type on YouTube, like the history of whatever, and listen, like while you're doing whatever you're doing, like listen to some of this stuff. It is really interesting because inside of the history of other companies are wisdom and keys for our own. So So that's one of the reasons why when I make to-do lists for my family, I'm looking at intention. Like what is the absolute purpose behind doing this so I can get that really, really cleared. The other thing that intention really helps in developing a purpose is it keeps you from quitting. Because if you don't know why you're doing something, it's really easy just to like quit. And I heard this, I heard this too, even in, um, even in interacting with various people in your life and different relationships that you have, knowing your intention behind various conversations or if somebody says, hey, I want to go out to lunch, setting in your mind, what's my intention for going out to lunch? Am I going, you know, are we going there to talk about business? Are we going there just to hang? And understanding like my intention is X, Y, and Z and making sure that that's very clearly defined and then communicating the intention because, you know, people can't read your mind. <laughs> I learned that. I learned that having a husband, people can't learn, read your mind. They can't learn your mind. They can't read your mind. So I hope that was helpful today. Just like hearing a little bit more about the power of intention, intentionality behind various things. I, I, this has definitely helped me get a lot of that clarity. Like I was saying that I need help me overcome mental blocks. It helped me grow my brand, help me get clarity. It helped me stay focused and it helped me also not quit so I can show up inside of my brand and help lead other brands to a place where they feel excited and confident because they know exactly what they're doing and they know exactly why they're doing it. Every single part of your entire client experience should have an intention behind it so that you're never doing something that doesn't have a really solid anchor, anchor point for you in and of yourself so that you're not just doing busy work, but you're actually doing things that are going to help move your brand forward and help build a relationship with your clients. So my intention of this podcast is to share. It's to give you the behind the scenes. It's to give you real life stories. It's to share with you my life and also make your day better and hopefully give you some wisdom along the way. So I hope your day is amazing. I can't wait to chat again and I'll talk to you again soon. Okay, okay. No, you hang up first. Okay, all right, all right, bye.